Hey everyone, welcome back to a whole brand new episode of Cosmic Crit. This is Patrick, and I am recording this intro a little early as I am preparing for my trip out to Gen Con, happening this week as you're hearing this episode. For those of you who can make it on Wednesday, July 31st in Indianapolis, at the Clatta Irish Bar, there will be a meetup for all Crittermanders starting at 9 p.m. If you want to meet me and swap Gen Con schedules, talk games, we'll have some table space there and a very friendly bar at which to wet our whistles. Cosmic Crit's going to pick up some appetizers for everyone, and we will have some free merch to hand out on a, a first-come, first-grab-bagged basis. <laughs> uh, really, though, I'm super excited to get to meet up with fans of the show, people on the, the Discord, fans of Starfinder, you know, maybe have a few rounds. If I imbibe enough, I, I think the lips will be loosened. Maybe some podcast secrets will slip out. <laughs> Uh, or maybe I'll just start talking about my upcoming Starfinder AP, part one of Attack of the Swarm, Fate of the Fifth. You never know what's going to happen unless you show up and hang out. But if you can't make it Wednesday night, I will be wandering around all day Thursday at the convention wearing a giant Cosmic Crit t-shirt, so hopefully you can track me down. We have new con-exclusive Cosmic Crit giveaways in addition to our, our pins and dice and other stuff. So, if you see me, stop me, take a selfie, uh, if you can track me down. I'm just beyond excited to get to go to Gen Con and play some games this weekend. Uh, from Starfinder Society scenarios to some new Pathfinder 2nd Edition games. and I'm gonna be at a lot of tables, gaming all weekend long. This trip and the merchandise that we hand out is really only possible because of our amazing Patreon supporters. If you want us to come to more conventions and, and hand out more merch, do more online giveaways, uh, consider backing us today and telling us on Patreon what you'd like to see us do next. We just hit another goal on the campaign, and I can't wait to get to, to work on that. And the next goal... Uh, our next goal is uh, more bonus episodes of Season 1 of Cosmic Crit's Homebrew Stories. Thanks again to everyone that is already a patron once again. Like I said, we really cherish and value your support. Alright, okay. I gotta get back to packing my bags here. I will talk to you all again on the other side of Gen Con, but until then... Hope you all are enjoying listening to book two of Against the Aeon Throne as much as I am, because we're about to dive right back in. This is it. The plan is developed in this episode, the die is cast, and the players are about to take a plunge into Golta. Strap into your seats for episode 95, Talmarin's 7. Episode commencing in 3, 2... One. Episode initiated. What I podcast, you gotta get it, put it in ya. Tyler steeps a little tea in a pot of hot water. Because this podcast is free, we are giving it away, giving it away, giving it away now. Every Monday for you all, Crittermanders. Welcome back, Peppers. 
both Red Hots and Doctors alike. My name is Patrick. I'm your GM here on this journey. So we dream of cosmic critification. And sometimes I feel like I don't have a partner. But then I remember I have five of them in the form of five players and friends. So let me introduce these five psychic spies from China. To my right, with his drone, he shares this lonely view. It's Tyler playing Akithi with Droneitis. Oh, I'm happy to be here tonight. To his right, under the outpost Zed Bridge, she drew some crit cards. It's Rebecca rocking Talara. Hello. Across the digital table, the world he loves, the tears he drops to be part of, the wind can't stop. It's Miles with a win. Good morning, good evening, and good night. To his right, is he tricking dirty? Or is that enemy's butt mate to be missed? It's Jabert bringing bum puzzle. Hey, hey. And to my left, when he finds the missing piece of his mind, he's going to give the Aslanti some of his good time. It's Drew running with gas. Hello. Hey, everybody. How are you guys doing? Welcome back to the podcast. Pretty good. Doing well. Thank you. <laughs> Um, what? I, it's Miles's catchphrase. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, last week, but uh, I, oh yeah, I, I need more from you, Miles, this week because I want to know specifically how you're doing, Miles. What you up to these days? You you got a minute to talk about what's going on in Miles' universe? Well, as you guys know, we we do kind of uh, do stuff ahead of time. So uh, as of recording, we had just finished our stream of Henshin for our Patreon stream. And the June stream. I had a lot of fun. I got I got I gotta throw up props to uh uh Mistaken Potatoes for uh designing the suits with Drew because I thought it looked great. Mm-hmm. Um but otherwise, yeah, I'm I'm doing fine. I'm getting ready for some festivities, some Spider-Man coming out soon, and uh uh some some good old Steam games because the summer sales. So I'm just kind of <laughs> the, all the good stuff coming out at the beginning of the summer. You're just dating yourself exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I got I got nothing else going on. Super crazy right now. <laughs> I have <laughs> I have nothing but things that date when and where this is being recorded. <laughs> like my geostat location right now. Every I, I I apologize. I just, these are the, those are the things that are happening in my life right now. It mostly revolves around this show. It's <laughs> a good point. It's a pretty good show. Um, well, 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 that that was about 60 seconds. We can move on and, and talk about last week's episode before we start this week's episode. And to do that, I'm going to ask you guys a very simple question. That is, uh, what happened last time on Cosmic Crit? Our meeting with Talmarin goes well, and she agrees to help us plan our heist if we agree to extract her compatriots from the prison moon of Gulta. She suggested we acquire an Aslanti trade ship and helped us lure those poor fools into a trap. Talara intimidates the Zarb and uses his data pad to forge a convincing message to his contacts aboard the transport vessel, advertising a can't-miss sail to lure them to Outpost Zed. Wynn tries to jump out and intimidate the Aslanti guards into surrendering, but tragically fails completely, sparking a combat so that the crew can take their ship. We make short work of the Aslanti traders. Non-lethal damage be damned! Our reward for blatant murder is our own Aslanti ship. Now let's go find us a prison moon. I, I completely forgot that uh, we had to free her friends. <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta go in guns blazing, just pew, pew, pew! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it's uh, like, it's gonna be it's gonna be a uh, like we clear out the moon and we come back and it's like oh what about our friends like oh yeah, oh, right. oh, yeah. Oh. Ah. could they could they breathe not air <laughs> oh, sorry <laughs> one's a vesk and one's a shear and they 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 don't need air right <laughs> um. <laughs> well, before we start again, just a quick XP update as we're doing this as we go along. Uh, we did level up uh, last time to level four after securing Talmarin's help, figuring out about the the relic, but also taking out the crew of the relic gave you a, a good bit of XP. Uh, right now we are at 6,575 XP, aka about 14% of the way to level five. Wow. I was getting excited. Well, we just leveled <laughs> up, so you gotta. Yes, yeah, this is well. this is like one step. Oh, we, got, we, got, we, got, we gotta find a field with some boars, and we're gonna stay there for about three weeks and get us to level five. <laughs> what are you gonna What are you gonna do the, to the boars? Nothing nice. <laughs> Make friends. Use diplomacy. <laughs> yeah. If that's worth more XP, sure. I can't believe that reference is as old as that reference is now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, about, about uh, what, 15 years? Yeah, we were, that, all, we were all in college. I think that I, reference is listening to this podcast now. I, I was in a playwriting <laughs> class with Rebecca when this episode came out. Wow. The uh, what we're, we're talking about the uh, World of Warcraft South Park episode. Make yes. love, not Warcraft. Which, which came out before the Great first uh, World of Warcraft expansion, by the way. <laughs> Did it really? Oh yeah. wow! Did it was Vanilla, before Breakers wow. because every time that uh, that uh, Kyle's dad went to uh, Best Buy, it had all the ads for the expansion all over. Oh, but it wasn't actually out yet. That's that's crazy. Wow. Um, that show is very um, old, uh, prescient. You know, like they really tap into um, at least like after year six or seven, they were like so. Uh, current with everything going yeah, on, yeah. and like some of their uh, episodes, they write like the week or so before. Uh, th- there is a documentary on. Uh, oh yeah, uh, yeah. Called Six Days to Air, which talks so about good. that, and it's great. And uh, if you are interested in South Park, you should check that out. But if you are interested in Starfinder, you should listen to the rest of this. I don't know. I am kind of feeling a <laughs> South Park inspired episode. You get and go ahead. Yeah, obviously the <laughs> giant bear is Carmen. Uh, no, no. This week we are. Well, I just called not Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, th- this week, uh, very similar to that episode of South Park. If you're similar, uh, familiar with it, uh, we are in full montage mode uh, as you guys are planning and starting the ex- the, the execution of your infiltration of the Aslanti prison of Galta. So the the first shot that we see here this week is a, a framing shot, perhaps of the six of you, uh, Talmrin included. And it's definitely one of those like dolly shots that's like circling around the outside of the six of you kind of like uh, huddled together like over a, a holographic projector on the, the bridge of the, the Phoenix's respite and yeah, the, this montage shows you kind of looking at what looks like small bubbles on a harsh, rocky surface of of a of a moonscape. 
tell me, what are you guys' players' thoughts going into this? Your, your characters' ideas. We, we've been talking off air about your 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 own ideas um, and, and, and talking through what exactly you know is going to go on in the the, the rest part of uh, this AP volume. But what do you think your characters are thinking about? this planning stage well clearly sedona being an android does not require oxygen we crack the domes the islanti struggle to try to repair that while that's going on we sneak in we rescue as many people as we can and we're done okay well if that's a so that's a real suggestion uh tom Renan points out that there are several you know unmarked bubbles and like are you just gonna bomb all of them <laughs> crack them open ah curses yeah, Bumfuzzle is just uh, sorry that there aren't chain link fence around these things. Uh, so uh, so he sort of dejectedly just sort of puts away his bolt cutters. And it's like, well, let's try something else. <laughs> I'm out of ideas. <laughs> yes. That's the prison backyard of Malta that you're thinking of. <laughs> it's got the chain link fence around it. Uh, yeah, no, it is... It's very hard to escape normal prison, like in in real life. It's very, very difficult to escape a prison where if you go outside, uh, you cannot breathe. You need to, need to account for that. Yeah, so, I think Talara, uh, being a former pirate and also a smuggler by trade, um, puts on a, a show that she's super confident that this is going to go well. She knows what she's doing. Uh, deep down inside, I think she recognizes that the Islanti prison is probably a little more challenging than some of the smuggling jobs she's uh, done in the past. But uh, hopefully that can come in handy to her as far as knowledge of how she might be able to get people in and out of this prison. So, yeah, you're not uh, terribly sure, but you do have profession smuggler, correct? Yes. Uh, why don't you go ahead and give me a roll and I'll tell you, I'll tell you everything that Talara knows. All right, come on, roll 20. Give me a good roll. <laughs> First roll. Give me like a natural two or something. <laughs> Does it, is it going to be, is it going to betray you? Ooh. Oh, that's a 19. That's a 28 altogether. <laughs> no betrayal. Yes. Roll 20s on our side today. <laughs> oh, don't speak so soon, Tyler. <laughs> roll, roll 20s on Rebecca's side today. <laughs> so, um, you've, I, I, I won't speak for you, but has Talara ever broken into or out of a prison before? No, honestly, most of her smuggling has been of the uh, technological weapon variety. Uh, not so much humans and not so many prisons uh, in her in her past, but uh, more, you know, smuggling things on ships and off of ships and things like that. Maybe less tight security than a prison would have. Right, right. Um, maybe, or, or maybe like a similar type of security, but over like a much larger area, <laughs> you know, the, yeah. this prison's very, very compact. Um, it being a, um, um, a self-contained atmosphere. So, yeah, taking a look at the schematics here and like uh, just taking taking a peek, it doesn't seem like there's <laughs> a lot of um, like many Aslanti structures allowances for say a large creature because they are very predominantly medium sized Aslanti uh, humans uh, and things like that. But with your smuggling check, you still know a lot of probably the pitfalls that are going to be uh, coming up against you. Um, you can 
basically give everyone here a rundown on, you know, creating a disguise, sticking with a plan, um, making, you know, maybe some characters, some backgrounds or something to go along with it. Uh, let's see here. You're pretty sure that you'll be able to utilize Bumfuzzle and Nikithi's skills fairly well in things like, you know, the... the the bloodline lockouts for like the 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 prison cells will require engineering to to get around. Um, hacking into security feeds is a computer's check. Maybe not something Talara is like super comfortable with, but something your past pirate crewmates um, were able to do. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, in general, the you have some old school. Um, throwbacks if like anything's ever about to uh, hit the fan and you know blow your cover um, it's always nice to have something in your back pocket to create some kind of distraction elsewhere even if that is going to arouse suspicion if it's a lesser degree than like blowing your cover for example that might be be worth it um, you know a major distraction is like what you describe like cracking a a hole in the side of one of the bubbles would be pretty major, but uh, th- there's smaller stuff like you know using bluff, you know trying to like obfuscate a conversation that might might be able to cause like a minor distraction. Um, yeah, yeah, and then just in general trying to fast talk your way out of things like you know trying to smuggle weapons past like security checkpoints or something like that. Uh, you're, you're pretty sure that. For the most part, people aren't going to like assume that you have those weapons on you. So it's um, you know a good idea to just kind of flip around uh, the script and take over conversations, lead them away from uh, if they are you know about to expose you, lead them onto other avenues um, in conversation. Uh, but in general, you have a good idea that. Because this is a interconnected system uh, at the the Islanti prison, they all use comm units, and they might have like a a wired communication network in addition to that throughout the the different bubbles. You, you know, if if they get out word to to raise the alarm, you're you're certain that that might be like the end of the ruse, and even just small things that arouse suspicion might build up over time if you're if you're causing quite a ruckus in the prison um in general if you're trying to like sneak through a checkpoint as low a profile as you can keep obviously is going to be to to your benefit in general people don't take a second look at you unless you make waves <laughs> in these kind of situations any, any other questions uh rebecca you have about what talara might know can I ask the the team if they have any questions? Yeah, it's a lot. So, I mean, we, we're in the general planning stages right now. Um, can I make a culture check to know about uh, uh, law enforcement uh, protocols and uh, um, practices? Um, mm-hmm. All right. For for what? Uh, uh, for I mean, for prisons and sort of like how typically they work, how typically security might operate on on their. Right, right. So for the the Star Empire, you might be able to to roll culture from what uh, Bumfuzzle has read before. Uh, other you guys have picked up about the the culture itself and like how people act there, which can provide you a bonus to your general 
disguise if you're um, pretending to be from the Star Empire. Mm -hmm. Um, What you might be asking about is would be something more akin to profession mercenary or uh, soldier um, or, you know, security guard. Yeah, it's it's this is part of the uh, profession or part of the bounty hunter theme. Oh, uh, right. Reduce DC for culture and profession bounty hunter checks to recall knowledge about your mark and uh, law enforcement individuals and practices. Yeah, well, what kind of question about practices do you have? Um, Basically, just like, how do security protocols work at Mm -hmm. prisons typically? You know, I mean, like, I mean, like, uh, like, what sort of level of alarm would we have to raise for the whole place to go on complete lockdown? Um, yeah, make me a, make me a culture check for for that because I think between what Talar knows and maybe what you can scare up, mm-hmm. you know, uh, might have a good bit of info. Um, that's a twenty one with a uh, five lower check. Yeah, I don't I don't think this is like a a super like strict info uh, question, so I don't think the DC for this would be too too high, mm-hmm. but. For the most part, I hate going back to well, but in real life, like if anywhere in the prison they're aware of like a fight going on or weapons being shot, like that's like an immediate, you know, slam on the uh, the alarm kind of thing, uh, especially in a um, a pressurized uh, prison where that is like a very serious thing, guns guns firing. Um, for the most part. If um, if they ever find someone dead or, um, you know, having been like attacked, like prisoners have attacked a guard, um, they, they will um, will also go on a high alert. Mm-hmm. But in general, like things like that can happen in like different sections of the prison. And maybe they just shut down that one section to shut down like the entire prison. They would have to be probably aware that there's like a breakout attempt, for example. I see. Okay. In addition to that, with your guys' roles, um, you're pretty sure that as far as like prisoners go in a normal prison, there would be, you know, paperwork from some kind of uh, officiating group coming in to the prison. Um, But... You know, we also live in this science fiction universe where, you know, say M- Monday you catch a bad guy. And you're like, all right, I'm going to take him to the prison moon of Golta. So you beam forward that you're coming um, through drift communications. You say, I'm, I'm on my way there. And that communication takes 10 days to get there, whereas your starship only takes five days because it's a random amount of time that the, the message goes through. So... It's a little bit Wild Westy in that sense because you might beat the stagecoach with the with the news uh, that that the new sheriff is coming to town. If that's a if that's an appropriate example, so that, that could actually help us. Um, yeah, we can use that as part of our lie, our bluff, if uh, you will. Yeah, well, um, what I'm saying is to c- combat things like that happen, they have very strict, you know, security protocols of. Um, you know, paperwork or something that needs to be uh, presented as well when when you're to gain security access to to a prison, um, which is where Talmarin comes in. She has a security key card that will at least get you 
um, in into the prison, into the out of the docking bay and into the the pressurized section of the the prison. Oh, mm-hmm. that's convenient. Um, I I have a question. Uh, unless mm-hmm. you have more to tell, Bumfuzzle. No, no question away. So, what do we know about the security systems in the prison? I am assuming there are cameras. Obviously, there are going to be guards, communication devices. What? What's our? What's a possibility? We could we could likely signal jam a camera, but can we feed a different video feed to a camera, like so speed, a, speed um, style or something like that? A signal jammer is for a specific uh, wavelength of wireless communication uh you're i mean talmarin will uh dispel all myths about this and say any and all cameras are going to be um closed circuit and they will be uh hardwired in so there'll be no jamming them Mm -hmm. um there will be communications within the prison uh like the security system that a signal jammer will, will not um work on um a signal jammer would stop a uh spacesuits communication um or a comm unit um, something you know wireless but uh as far as the uh cameras are concerned uh like i said from talara's like background uh she has worked with people who have been able to loop feeds so just it seems like there there's like nothing going on or you know it's that scene where uh like there's five guys sitting around a table playing poker and then it, they it, it's just just slightly off being a perp perfect loop where it's like the chips in the middle like disappear really quickly and then come back um so that that is something that is within the realm of possibility okay as well as just like smashing a camera but that is something that be like hey look number seven's out we gotta go investigate (laughs) um so i have a thought for some for something we could use as a distraction Mm -hmm. that i want to run by people um i'm thinking about putting a uh getting a tier one computer a control module, a signal jammer, and a range two upgrade, um, which should be about 220 credits. And we can sort of just drop that somewhere in the facility. Um, and uh, um, at a range of one mile, uh, trigger that to shut off uh, any comm units in a um, in a four mile radius, um, which you know won't stop the cameras from working, but could sow a great deal of dissent and uh, potentially uh, draw security uh, over to that location um, and maybe out of our way. What do people think about that idea? That's inexpensive enough to to try, even if it's not worth it. Uh, Talmarin says, you know, if they suspect that there's like an outside influence taken down communications, that will arouse some suspicion. Um, not enough to go on like alert, but uh, enough to where, like, all of a sudden they had to, like, dial in and, like, ring everyone at their post on uh, on landlines to uh, to get communications, you know, back up for but the if, most part. But if we happen to be... I have a question. Can we... Whoa, 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 whoa. When I sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, but, I mean, this would be in a circumstance where, like, we're... To, maybe, to cause a, a minor distraction and get people... Right, get, get uh, them to look stuff. over there when we're over here. Yes, you... Uh, uh, what's your engineering bonus? Uh, it is pretty good. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, do I'm sitting at plus 14. Okay, so, I mean, taking 10, you can rig up something with just a comm unit um, attached to a signal jammer that you could just park somewhere and... Okay. 
trigger that with a um, a move action to uh, to start immediately. Okay. But like, how how long will it take for that to be to noticed um, by them? It, it might it might not be something that's like immediate, but it might be. You know, if someone's trying to tattle on you, <laughs> it might be a good way to uh, to stop them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, and uh, and they would have to go around and, and look for it. And if, if we like drop it in a trash can or something, uh, when they go and when that once they like locate the the center of the signal, then they won't be drawn to us. So. Yeah. Could we plant it on a person that might be moving around? Yeah, they're they're not that small. A commune, it's like a cell phone. The signal jammer, I imagine, is. Yeah, it's it's light, but um, yeah, but like, like a, maybe a data pad size, the very least. Tape it yeah. to a cleaning droid, something like. <laughs> oh, that'd be that'd be the best if we can find if we can find a robot that's like rolling around and just like have it like run around <laughs> like one of those little mouse droids from Star Wars. Right, like, it's just like constantly like moving around, and they're like, he's going over that way. <laughs> Quick, everyone, follow me. Uh, yeah. Um, awesome. Well, what uh, we, we've talked a little bit about where your characters know. What do you guys know? What do you What do you want to do? Uh, we, we've been talking about plans for about a week now. Yeah, I think we've kind of gone back and forth on a lot of different ideas. Uh, we've been brainstorming quite a bit. I think probably more than any other thing that we've tried to do. Well, um, I've, I've tried to play devil's advocate. And I'm sorry if I sound like a negative Nelly, but like, I mean, one of the ideas was... <laughs> Putting someone in a box and in the mint. I still think it's a great idea. The one thing we didn't know is uh, that we have a key card to get us past the docking. That changes things slightly because that means that worst case scenario, we just kill the guards that are in the docking bay and then walk in. No, all right. So no, fun. that's unnecessary. <laughs> it's unnecessary. The the card just bolsters our plan. So yes. our plan is for should I just lay it out for everyone? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it, we should mention <laughs> you guys have been talking like I said for about a week, and uh, this came up today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I and this was definitely a team effort. No, I mean it was it was a lot of different ideas kind of coming together. Um, so I think that the first order of business is actually getting into the prison and past the guards. Um, so our plan is for Kaz and Talara to escort Bumfuzzle, Wynn, and Nikithi to the front front gate. Um, Talara will be impersonating Lieutenant Sharu, and Kaz will be dressed in his Lanty freebooter armor. Um, I'm not sure about Bumfuzzle. Uh, well, Bumfuzzle and Wynn will definitely be uh, acting like prisoners, so we're, we're pretending that, that they're prisoners. Nikithi may be in a disguise and can join us as, as one of the Islanti or whatever, um, but Talara will be impersonating Lieutenant Sharu, dressed in her battle gear, so she, her face will be covered with the, with the Aeon Guard uh, armor. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll explain that these three were procured by her and her crew when they made trouble in Nakondas. Uh, and she thinks that they might be helpful in negotiating with Sedona, uh, the prisoner, and requests that the guards arrange for her to meet with Sedona and the prisoners in an in- interrogation room uh, or to take her to Sedona's cell, whatever makes sense uh, in the moment. But somehow we want to get an audience with Sedona, ideally. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the very least, we want um, solitary uh, access to the prison once we're inside. We want to get the guards kind of off our backs. But we think that impersonating Lieutenant Sharu seems like the best way to go about doing that because uh, intimidating them and and 
making demands will be a little more believable when it's coming from a lieutenant commander, hopefully. Well, and that's playing to to large strength, right? Like you're majorly intimidate. <laughs> yeah, intimidate, diplomacy, and bluff are bluff especially is actually my best skill. So hopefully oh. between the three <laughs> we'll be in, in decent shape. We'll see. <laughs> Why didn't you take those Glimshar pirates for all their worth? I know. <laughs> I, 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 I tried actually, and failed. I have a rules question about this that I thought about after our last discussion. Mm-hmm. So if I'm wearing freebooter armor and Talara is wearing uh, the um, Aeon Guard armor, yeah. are we actually wearing those armors or are we modifying our existing armor to look like that armor? So it's going to have to be the actual armor in this case. Um, I don't like that at all. <laughs> if, if you're using it to get a bonus to disguise. Now, otherwise, there are there are options to change things up. While we're doing this, uh, I talked to you guys off air about it, but Talmarin is, um, you know, has been collecting stuff to like help um, at some point in the future break out her friends from prison, and she's going to be able to hand those over to you. Uh, she gives, you know, holds out a claw with four small vials and says, "These are magical serums that can slightly alter your appearance." Talara might be able to give you a nice tan. Uh, maybe make young Bumfuzzle here look like a small demented child of some sort. <laughs> um, Inbreeding. You know, those is Lanty. Uh, also, take these. And she's got two spell gems. And these are spell gems of disguise self, um, which can, I mean, it's like a, at the very least a plus 10 bonus to disguise uh, checks. But uh, reminds you, you know, uh, Mind you that these are illusory spells, and if someone were to look closely and shake off the illusion, they shall realize the ruse. Um, yeah, she mentions that other merchants in the the furnace district might have items. Um, were there other things that you guys wanted to purchase? Yeah, Nikiti's getting a personal upgrade. I can tell you that much. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, I thought everyone got one at the end of uh, book one. Mm-mm, nah, that, uh, all my book one up, all my book one money went into Idis, so oh. it's it's Nikithi time now. Okay, <laughs> it's little me time. Yeah, we we talked about getting a vocal modulator. Oh, oh, I'm, oh, sorry. I'm sorry, just, just real quick. Um, a, the the upgrade does cost a, a little bit more purchasing it here. That's fine. I believe. Uh, let me let me double check. Actually, did did you notice if any of the merchants had it on their pool? Did you go back and take a look? Oh, great question. I did not. Uh, Let me look really quick. Yeah, I'm not sure if any of them did. We might have to go back and talk to Glest. (laughs) I'm warning you guys right now. Oh, no. Uh, By the way, they sell. Was it Zarb who has this uh, this list of stuff? Mm -hmm. Uh, They're selling uh, battle dresses, which is interesting. Oh, yeah. No, uh, they've got a single uh, Aeon Guard Troopers battle dress. Is uh, that light armor or heavy armor? That's heavy. Uh, heavy, but it's also very expensive. So, <laughs> uh, well, it's 1650 Um Although you guys have not used your 1,000 credit discount with the Zarb yet. Uh, oh, that's, that's a good point. True. Right? Yeah. Yes. There, someone is selling a ability crystal. Ooh. Uh, I Ooh, see. That. I you didn't put who it was. Uh, it is above the Zarb's list. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was Glex. 
That might be Glex. Glesta. Let's see. Glest. Glest. Sorry. I think it was actually a character we haven't really met yet, which is the uh, the small Stellathera. Oh, uh, yeah. That yeah, that we had a brief exchange. But uh, yes, I, I, will, I will buy the ability crystal mark one off the Stellathera. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, they actually have two. So no, no markup on those. Almost everything else you can find here is a little more expensive. Did you guys want to buy a hollow skin? Because that Glest does have. Um, I mean, I guess it depends if you want Nikithi to be a prisoner or an escort. Well, it could it could be useful for a lot of people. I feel like um, true. it multiple times in this thing because I believe it uses a regular battery. Um, yeah, so it lasts for hours. Yeah, you can re- it can last for quite a while, and then you can replace the battery to use it again. So. Um, I, I think it's worth buying a hollow skin. I'll, I'll I'll pick up a hollow skin. Okay. Um, I mean, it, his prices are pretty exorbitant. They're they're marked up marked up a, a good deal. Uh, a hollow skin is seven hundred and fifty credits. Whoa! Never can, mind. Can we? I mean, uh, I, well, can, I can, can we, build one. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure I can just build one. It's yeah, it's marked two, so you do have some time. Get them. Uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I mean, I think Bumfuzzle, you could probably build it too. It's just, it's a engineering. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah so no, I, I, I could build it, but I mean, sorry, you said it's a Mark Two. Are there different marks of Hollow? No. Level two, level two, level two. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> and there, he has two for sale. A couple of two. Um, he also has something called a Hollow Shroud, which is from from Armory, but that is more like stationary camouflage. Not really going to help yes. you sneak in unless you do it very slowly <laughs> uh awesome any any other items you guys want to purchase oh uh, i i uh, also forgot to mention tumrin also has a I believe three glamour fusions she can apply to uh weapons to to make them look like like other sure. things have you thought about what you want to use those on i think anyone who's posing as a prisoner we need to use that on their weapons yeah, Those think, of us who are pretending to be Aslanti can keep our weapons out. Yeah, I think uh, maybe put one of them on uh, on Wynn's uh, trident or sword, just whichever one you want to have, and then we can make it look like an Aslanti gun, and then Talara can carry that. That's what I'm thinking. Hmm. Yeah, we, we definitely want to make sure that none of our packed world weaponry is visible, uh, or if it is, that it's been glamoured to look like a uh, Aeon version, or, or I'm sorry, an Aslanti version. Yeah. Things like a pistol you can keep in a holster if you want, and um, so long as you're not waving them out, you know those won't really um, give too much too yeah. much problems. What what are we doing about um, the giant robot Akata? That's yeah, <laughs> so the, I, I'm I'm kind of having well. I, so there are two ways to go about this, and and this is the one I would like to do. Uh, so I think, well, I guess it depends. We'll, we'll talk this out a little bit, but I can make Idis look. So I can make morphic skin for Idis, mm-hmm. and so she can change her appearance to look like whatever four-legged creature we want her to look like. Um, so if if there if uh, like Nikithi obviously wouldn't know he's not trained in culture but someone who is trained in culture might be able to roll 
you know, something. Maybe there, maybe there are animals that the Aslanti use to, you know, train for battle, like war dogs or something like that. Uh, or okay. maybe there are just very popular pets. You know, I, I mean, there's ways we can disguise her as well using morphic skin, where she doesn't have to make a disguise check or anything. She just literally is that thing. Tyler, I have an option for you. Oh, I don't know. If, okay, shoot. <laughs> we're, we're, we're talking about how we're coming from Nakondas. She's make, not a hobgar. She look like a hobgar. No, they would no. kill that immediately. They would just shoot it. They're tiny. <laughs> yeah, like, and that's the other thing is it's kind of hard because if if Nikithi is if we disguise Nikithi to look like an Aslanti, then maybe having him be like an Aslanti animal handler would make more sense. If he's a prisoner, then I don't want her to throw. Like, why would they take a drone? Right. Um, Rebecca yeah. kind of had a, a answer for this, uh, but it, it, it would just be weird. It would be weird for an Aeon guard to be like, "No, I kept this drone alive for some reason." So yeah, I think I think another thought that we'd had was um, maybe uh, Idas is just sort of functioning as a uh, sort of a uh, an aut- autonomous stretcher, and uh, maybe Bumfuzzle is unconscious when they bring him in. Is that something you want to do? I'm just trying to think of how we make it look like an autonomous stretcher. I mean, just I mean, just laying on top of Idis. Just just put the gun away. <laughs> just have her not open her mouth and show the gun. <laughs> just tell her to breathe through her nose. And yeah. <laughs> I mean, could we say that? Could we just bluff and say that they had this this drone, but we've already reprogrammed it? I mean, that's what I suggested yeah. on Discorders earlier, is yeah. that, I mean, especially being Lieutenant Sharu, maybe it makes sense that she would have, like, kept this drone that is frankly unusual. I mean, like, it seems like they would recognize that it was an unusual, sort of unique uh, piece of equipment and wouldn't necessarily throw it away if they were able to repurpose it. So imagining that she could reprogram it to serve the Aslanti instead of... Uh, whoever it's serving right now. Should I should I um, interject here? And are you guys just for security's sake assuming that everyone in the the prison knows Lieutenant Sharma? Uh, no, I don't think I don't I don't think we're presuming that everyone knows her. I think that we're presuming that her rank is good enough to sort of throw around some weight. Yeah, and the whole purpose of the battle dress, I mean, one of the purposes is that it's supposed to be everyone kind of looks the same and and you recognize the rank by the by the dress. So even if you don't know Lieutenant Sharu in particular, you would certainly recognize her armor and would have some reverence for that. Yeah. Not, well, not I to mean, mention the rest of the Islanti space may not know she's dead because we okay. Exactly. Well, we're kind of banking on that. Yeah. Why would yeah, why would anyone know she's dead right now? <laughs> Uh, nobody made it off Nakondas alive, right? Yeah, from so. the uh, from the initial um, uh, ground assault and the bears that went down too. So, um, but no, what I'm saying is, for the purposes of you know who Idis is walking with, if you want to disguise it just as like a a, a mean looking drone dog of some sort, you can and just be like, uh, this is you know for security purposes i'm keeping this uh drone yeah to help with uh that's fine as i i just figure we should morph her to look like something not an akata because i just feel like that's even more well what's the realm of of normality what do you want to make her look like this is up to you right with her morphic skin yes and but i think nikithi wouldn't really know what it would be best to make her look like uh maybe maybe he would ask someone who has 
I don't think it's a culture check. I think it's more life science, and I think you would know that. Okay, okay. I'll roll life science to see if I maybe huh. have an, uh, if he has some inspiration as to what would be a better hmm. uh, thing. That's uh, 17. Yeah, I mean, if this, if you are making it look like a drone that is more akin to an Atlante animal, they have, you know, like alien massive hounds that are in the very similar shape to, uh, to Itis. Okay. Already. So it just looks like a, a mean metal dog. Maybe give it yeah. like a, a, a green sheen, Aslanti green <laughs> coloration to it. Yeah. Yeah. So she looks a lot more machine like uh, now, more robotic, even though she hasn't you know, really changed too much. It's just changing her outer appearances. Yeah. And yeah, definitely, definitely some cool green and white uh, colors on her, though. That looks good. So we've got winds. Uh, weapon glamoured, right? Yeah, should yes. we glamour it as, as an Aslanti weapon, or should we glamour it as like some handcuffs or something that we would presumably be ba- binding? Um, it has to be the same bulk and the oh, same, gotcha. roughly the same size. You know, thing. it's it's funny. Wind's Trident it actually came from an Aslanti vessel. It's one That's of a the good only, point. Yeah, it's it one is, of the old, <laughs> it is actually one of Aslanti weapons. So yeah, it's actually one I of mean, the few weapons we might not have to glamour. <laughs> it has Aslanti runes on it, but it's also very very old. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it maybe suspicious. If someone does like walk up to it and be like, "What is this?" You can be like, "This is." so-and-so an ancient Islanti weapon in my family and yeah that and that's not a lie well i guess in the family is a lie but <laughs> yes. you know if you explain what the weapon is it would not be a lie um, well, these oh, runes say no bears I, allowed so how did that <laughs> i didn't even think about that but yeah i guess you don't even have to glamour that one if you don't want to now this it, it works like a tactical pike correct um, I, be- I believe kind of size wise. So it's about two bulk. So maybe something of a similar size. Is there other weapons you guys want to to glamour? I do like the idea of glamouring a weapon, like a light weapon to uh, uh, to look like binders, like manacles. Yeah. Well, you've got a pistol, right? Is that light? Yeah, that's what I'm that's what I'm thinking. So we sort okay. of like glamour this into looking like that's a good idea. A set of like. Just like heavy, heavy manacles that are on bum puzzles, <laughs> uh, wrists. Now, mind you, anyone touches your manacles, they immediately like <laughs> realize they don't exist. So, is that something you want to do, or do you want to get like real manacles mm-hmm. and try and trick them, trick them out? Yeah, maybe. You know, it might. It might just be better to let, uh, like, let's say, Kaz carry my gun. Mm. I, I'm gonna need to carry something because. I don't carry weapons typically, so yeah, I am the weapon. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll, I'll just give Actually, my. I'll just give I'm gonna my need two of these to glamour my fists. Oh, and I'm going to. Uh, I'm gonna also give uh, give Kaz my uh, my engineering kit to hold on to. Okay. So would that need to be um, glamoured, or do you think that, that's just common enough, common enough that we could just carry it? Mm-hmm. So you are. Do, do you want to buy this other set of? AG uh, trooper, uh, Angar trooper armor from Zarb, or do you want to? Right now, I uh, believe Miles, you're wearing the uh, the armor from Lieutenant Sharu, correct? Correct. <clears throat> Are you okay taking that off and letting Talara use it? Um, I, if we can, if we can uh, get Glamber, I would prefer to do that because then I won't have any armor at all. Well, so, we can get you. We can we can buy you some new armor. Yeah. Um, the uh, you, you can buy 
the the other set of armor that Zarb has, so you know, requires some polish and things like that. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, I mean, it's up to you guys. What what do you want to do? I mean, it would be nice to have Nakithi in that, but is it going to look suspicious if there are multiple Guard when they know? Like, do we know enough about how establishments like Nakandas's invasion force would be set up? That because Sharu was the only mm-hmm. Guard there. Normally, um, Guard work in um small patrols of two of them like you you guys fought in season one of cosmic crit uh only two aeon guard aboard an entire starship they're they're kind of like the commandos of the mm-hmm. anti empire so yeah, i feel i feel uh way better about how badly that fight went knowing that those are like bosses in in this <laughs> in lower campaigns <laughs> yeah so um, honestly, if if we get that armor, I, I would look to see to either two things, either to disguise Nikithi or Kaz can wear heavy armor without taking penalties, uh, except for the standard uh, armor check. Yeah, but you're also the only person who can pass without. Yeah, it's armor. true. Like you you don't need it. You're good. To yeah, go yours no is less like. important. I mean, you can wear freebooter and pretend to be Aslanti and get away with it. None yeah. of the rest of us can do that. No, no helmet, Kaz. Uh... For some reason, no, but, I, but I, guess the, I guess what I'm saying is, is if we if we're escorting prisoners in and somebody sees through some kind of 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 a of a disguise that we've got, Talara is going to have negatives because she's not rated for heavy armor. Nikithi's going to have negatives because he's not rated for heavy armor. Yeah. Granted, it's not going to matter as much for Nikithi because we have Idis. Let's let's talk about disguise in general because, um, I mean, it's kind of like the first time we've really used it to great effect here. If you guys are going to be pretending to be as Lanty, creating a disguise as per the skill is an interesting skill. It is opposed. Your disguises are opposed by, like, the guards in, in Golta's perception checks. Now, <laughs> the interesting thing about that is you can add all your bonuses up um, and, and get some potential bonuses. If you are carrying an Aslanti weapon uh, or a weapon that's glamoured to, to look as Aslanti, you'll get a plus two bonus on, on your disguise check uh, to appear as one. Um, oh, did we already roll culture for... Yeah, Bumfuzzle rolled a general culture check, which is enough to, you know, figure out, like, their the, the attitude and the posture for, you know, guards or military um, in, in the, the Islanti Empire, um, which he can... If you're rolling it, Bumfuzzle, uh, a disguise check, it gives you a plus one bonus. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are a, a non-human, it's a, a negative two... Uh, to negative five, depending on how weird. And if you're a really weird alien like a Nikithi, it is a minus eight. Um, now, things like the um, the hollow skin, if you want to use that, basically uh, wipe that out. Um, you get you can get a bonus from the spell gems. You can get a believe a bonus from the uh, vials of change appearance uh, the serum of what were they uh serum of change appearance i think is what they were uh, appearance the change yeah appearance change yeah that makes more sense uh those uh also will help to that and then finally to my notes um i don't it, it sounds from your plan you're not going to make bum or win look human or Islanti because that is a negative 10 to disguise check if you're trying to make a small creature look medium size or a large look medium size so 
Yeah, I think that if we put the, uh, if we give Nikithi a hollow skin and use one of those spell gems of the uh, sky's self um, on Nikithi, we can yeah. make him practically, practically human for, and for I'm also, visual purposes. And I'm also <laughs> going to go in on a vocal modulator so that I can sound human as well and sound more human as well what's what's your human voice going to sound like tyler hi i'm an aslanti human i'm here to help with these prisoners (laughs) (laughs) boy oh boy do i hate other alien races yes (laughs) i am so glad that we are all surrounded by the superior race of humans (laughs) um nikita drives a car like this but it's like to drive a car like that. Um, I think we had also talked about a uh, vocal modulator maybe for uh, Talara. Talara, is that something you're still into? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, okay. is is Sharu's voice known enough to make to be worth the cost? Well, well we- I mean, as established before, not everyone knows necessarily Lieutenant Sharu like personally. So I'm not sure it really matters if I'm. But, but if we come, up, but if we come up with somebody up. who does know her personally, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's true. It's gonna. It's gonna It'd be, be real, real awkward. Her, her, yeah, her voice is yeah. probably also on record somewhere that if they needed to check a, a voice match ID or something like that. Right. Yeah. Who, who knows if we're gonna come up to a, a door that's gonna be like, please no. state your name or something like <laughs> yeah. that. Oh man, if only we hadn't blown up that data pad from Lieutenant Sharu. <laughs> I know. If only somebody hadn't lit it on fire. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Classic callback. Whatever happened to that data pad, Nikki? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I repurposed it for better use. (laughs) (laughs) Suppose you're right. I trust you. I I have the audio files. I downloaded everything onto my uh, custom rig, so it's not like they're Uh, gone. We can use that. Yeah, so we can use that to sort of get a a good sample for the voice. Hi, this is Lieutenant Sharu. Leave a beep, uh, a message after the beep. Uh, no, yeah, th- there might be some um, uh, audio recordings there to help you out with that. And with that, I, I want to get into infiltrating. I don't know about you guys. We've been oh. talking about it. For yeah. S- um, I'm kicking myself for not choosing invisibility at the last level up. Uh, it, it, it was really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if um, the... I don't know if Nikithi can make it, but there is a... Gla- I, I believe glass skin is within our purchase value. Um, at this level, which gives you, which spends a resolve point to become invisible. That's what uh, Edros had at the end of the, towards the end of Dead Sons. Hmm. Oh, I do have one question. Um, So uh, my skin has been changed to a different color, but of course, otherwise I look pretty much the same. Is it going to be an expectation or do we anticipate that there would be an expectation that I would take my helmet off inside the prison? Or would it be the expectation, I mean, maybe this is a culture set and check that, Aeon guards just keep their helmets on. Like, is that normal? Yeah. So, from from what you've gathered, um, they do not take off their helmets when they are on duty. The the Aeon guard do not. Okay, so, great. So you don't even really need to to use one of the serums to change. Right. I mean, it's, up, it's up to you. You've got a uh, uh, four. So. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm yeah. A, I guess it wouldn't know. hurt, but I mean, it's it's not totally necessary since I'll be covered up. At all times, yeah. The um, the 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 whole Aeon Guard mystique is, you know, uh, very much like a stormtrooper. It's that you yeah. don't see that, you know, 
the the giant pimple growing on the soldier's face. They're intimidating. They've got a green mask with a big old Aeon slot in the, the yeah. forehead. But, I mean, a but whole bunch no- of phrasmas. Yeah, knowing our luck, we'll get there and there will be like a long time childhood friend of, of Lieutenant Sharu's there <laughs> who's been stationed there. I mean, <laughs> I guess like, we could make up a oh, different yeah. lieutenant name, but that might be even riskier. I mean, at least Sharu is on the yeah. books as a right. real person. And, and again, we should if, definitely if, stick with Sharu. We should stick with Sharu because if they need to look up anything about orders, we have enough information about it that we could aid that with a bluff better. Well, yeah, we could sort of I, like, yeah. like sneak our way through that. That and like like yeah. BS our way through that. Yeah. Because I also yeah. just love that she's partially telling the truth. Like we were yeah. on Nakondas, we did cause them problems. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. All I mean, that the is, most... No, that's not lie. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. more of a the what if truth. scenario where if they had won, what would have happened? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like like the more truth you can sort of blend into your lie, the better, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, well, yes. I mean, I don't know that the dice care, but you know. So <laughs> I is, uh, should should Nikithi be wearing different armor then? If he's gonna try, if he's gonna put on the hollow skin, the vocal modulator, and disguise self, uh, right now uh, he just has second skin. So having a, I uh, think at the very least, if we put you in freebooter armor, the same stuff that. Uh, uh, Kaz is wearing at the very least, or we can dress you up like an Aeon guard if we want to spend the cash for that. Um, but actually having two in Freebooter armor kind of goes with the Sharu tale because Sharu had two two uh like officers with her. Yeah. At like when we fought her. So I mean, it yeah. would really be closer to the truth to have two underlings with Lieutenant Sharu. But we also it, know that that Aeon Guard typically operate in teams of two, so that's not necessarily something we have to worry about. Yeah, I mean, they were I- IBSC cadets, and, I mean, they often train underneath the Aeon Guard or could be under their command. Um, if you want to wear the armor, Tyler, I, like I said, uh, having um, armor or weapons that look as slanty um, uh, give you a plus two bonus, so it's up to you. Yeah, uh, do we have a set of freebooter armor, or am I, is that something I'd have to... Uh, we've got a set. We've got, got a set, set, in, set. Our, in our loot. Okay. Wow. Then I will change Nikithi into uh, freebooter armor, and then all we have to do is figure out Wind's armor situation. Do we have any heavy armor lying around that he can wear, like, temporarily? I'm taking that as a no. <laughs> yeah, uh, not a no. Not and, that and I'm... It, well, and here, here's the problem, that... If we do that, um, we're we're gonna have to alter any armor to make it fit him. That's so I mean that's that's not the problem. I mean the problem yeah. is is why is this why is this uh, uh, yeah. prisoner in armor? Like Bumpo yeah. planning on not wearing armor, or yeah. I'm gonna or I'm gonna wear like a flight suit. Like well, right, but you but you basic just basic you know coverings to get for environmental protections. He, right. Can he wear your second skin for right now? I mean it's it's better than nothing, right? Well, yeah, but Miles said he doesn't really want to do that. He would rather, you know, yes, yes, he can do that. He could wear my second skin for sure. Um, he let, let the Miles speak. Miles, what do you want to do? I mean, if there's a way to do it without me having to redo everything with my armor, <laughs> I well, would really prefer that. You can buy uh, another set of AG from Zarb to um, to modify yourself or, or give to Lara. Like I said, that is um, with the the Zarb discount of yelling at him until he gives you a thousand credits off uh six and maybe we should just do the uh, it's really not bad it's still like i i think there may be i think we may run into an issue where they're like why is he why is this bear still in armor 
Well, and not just any armor, but Aeon armor. I mean, like, uh, Islanti armor. Like, that's extra suspicious, right? Well, I mean, well, that, could be, that could be why you capture him. Yeah, I was about to say, it's like he killed an Aeon guard and took their armor. Because it's not, you know, it doesn't look like, uh, it's not covering his entire body. It's like little bits and pieces, you know, flayed open to, like, provide cover to a large creature. Is <laughs> how I imagined it. And, and you know, mixed yeah. with other pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, so like maybe like the chest piece is covering up just like his midsection or um, the the arms are kind of like epaulets or what are those uh, things on the shoulder pauldrons um, yeah like a like a pauldron or something so it's not like complete set but it does look like and is providing uh, appropriate cover so <clears throat> do you do you want to purchase that um, uh, miles or get an additional one. Yeah, we can get an additional one. I mean, I, I don't mind spending the credits if I don't have to lose my armor. Well, uh, well also- I mean, we really could split that. I mean, because I'm I'm just borrowing the armor for right now. I, yeah. I can't wear this long term. Well, yeah, but the problem with is the since Wind's a large creature, we would have to rework the armor to get it to fit him again, and that is the thing that's gonna that we don't really. Yeah, because I'm, I'm worried we're gonna get into a, a right, right, right. scuffle pretty quickly, and I am gonna be. You're worried about uh, doing it on the fly, Drew. Right. Oh, yes. no, no, That's no. I, I, get, I understand that. I'm just saying the credits. Like, I don't think Miles needs to pay for it all by himself because I'm only borrowing this armor. Oh, I mean, I, I don't I'm taking it. his armor. Well, you guys um, got a whole bunch of UPBs from taking the the relic. Um, so if you want to take it out, like whatever you're purchasing beforehand, um, take it out from, from that amount and then divvy that up after. That's on you. Um uh, for the most part, it sounds like you do want to purchase it. So uh, w- let's move ahead with that in mind. And I th- I, I'm hoping that's all <laughs> the, the purchases yeah. we've got to do. No one needs any other weapons or anything, right? Uh-huh. Let, let's uh, get back into it. You guys indeed have to spend some time, if you do want to craft some items, getting the ship worked on. Uh, Hash Hachir, uh, while you guys are planning tells you that he has you know part-time access to a private docking bay uh, a reptoid mechanic kind of friend of his works out of doing very hush hush stuff and you all can relocate the phoenix's respite there uh while you kind of get retrofitted to have Atlante design elements on the phoenix's respite uh, as well as uh, you can use the relics um, bits and bobs to upgrade the vessel to level four. Oh, cool. Um, so yeah, machine shop here. You can craft anything you need. Um, maybe practice a little bit your uh, your disguise work before you, you head out. Um, you know, there's nothing like schematics of the, the prison, unfortunately. That kind of stuff is like no one's pulled those <laughs> out of... Uh, of any computer system before you have like a very blurry photo to go off of, but you can spend your time planning doing this, this conversation that we've chatted of. Um, but yeah, let's, uh, let's get this montage kicked into high gear as the, the Phoenix's respites. The last thing that you work on is getting the engine signature to pump out basically as Lanty like level emissions. So you're like upgrading the engine. So it's, um, it's on par with Atlante technology. If someone looks at your, like the signature that you're cutting through space, you're going to appear like a smaller Atlante transport vessel. 
along with the transponder of the the relic. And that's where we find ourselves next in the montage in space. A few days later, blasting off from Outpost Z. Uh, you guys can whip up the drift drive to, to move through the system. And it's only going to take D6 days to get basically to the other side of this star system. Uh, do you want to... Who wants to roll me a D6? I'm puzzled, sounds like. He's the pilot. Nope, Miles got first. Captain Wynn, what you get? Uh, three. Okay, so a few days later, we will uh, assume that you guys are just munching on fish, eye, and tongue stew the entire time. Uh, just the, the worst food that you're able to pull from, from Outpost Z. And... Yeah, three days go by of once again maybe practicing your your stories. Bumfuzzle can kind of instruct you guys on how you know Aslanti act, um, having seen firsthand uh, on on board the Drift Rider them you know muscle their way inside your vessel and, and demand that you turn over the ship to them and, and things like that. You've seen how they walk, how they talk, have a, a good amount of information about that. Uh, Wynn, do you want to make me a culture check as well? See if you've got some information about about the uh, Aslanti. Sure. Uh, let's say 19. Um, so that, the culture check, I don't think is going to be enough, unfortunately. Then, no, I know nothing. <laughs> well, you, you know a good deal, but not enough to impart a, a bonus there. Where are you guys' bonuses to disguise? Uh, mine's plus nine. Okay. I have a plus uh, seven. Okay. So, and, and you get, you're going to be getting uh, a plus eight as well, or I mean, a total of plus eight mm -hmm. um, Jabert for for that. Um, does anybody else has disguises as a skill? Any ranks in it? No. Nope. No. Okay. So it sounds like when and, and Bumfuzzle, it, it might be good that you're not disguising yourself because you're going to be helping disguise the the other folks here. Um, okay. Laura, Kaz, and Nikithi. Now, one of you can can roll and the other aid for, for all three. You don't roll these, though. As per the skill, if you guys want to take a look at the CRB, how often do we go back there for, like, the first time on Disguise... I roll this disguise check in secret, and you don't get to know what I roll. Um, for stuff like if you want Win to aid, you, I mean, you will know that is an automatic aid because he has plus nine, or you can take take the risk, Jabert, <laughs> and assume that I'm not going to roll a one on your your aid for anybody. Hmm. Uh, but um, who, yeah, I'm just going to I'm just, I'm just going to uh, assume that I aid. Um, I have a question. Can I just keep charming veneer up on everybody during this entire thing and give everyone plus one to charisma based skill checks? <laughs> it lasts for 10 minutes per level. Is that correct? Uh, I think it's just 10 minutes. Okay. I mean, you can keep it up between 10 minute uh, uh, breaks, basically. If you're going to be like casting spells in front of guards, though, that's something that will require sleight of hand. Right. Is that a is that a skill to Laura's got? No. <laughs> um, so who is using as you guys are are getting there on this third day? You're you're you know about to have Golta in your sensors. Who's using the the gems um, of disguise self? I think we're just using the one on 
Nikithi, right? Yeah. Yeah, Nikithi's Nikithi's got the gem. Okay. And then, and then we'll just keep the other one around just for a refresh. And then, yeah, and he <laughs> he'll flick on his vocal modulator at this point. Are they spell gems or ampoules? Because uh, gems have to be used by a caster, don't they? Yes, you you would have to cast that. Right. Um, but uh, we we don't want to use one on Talara at all. I mean, if if she's completely covered by armor in a helmet, um, I mean, I, I don't know your call, but yeah, I I feel like Talara's the smuggler; she would know better. So it, I don't know. I, Does Talara know better? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It, it gives you a general yes. plus ten bonus for disguise. So unless someone else wants it or you want to keep it in reserve, I would say. I mean, it's probably worthwhile. I mean, yeah, especially since so. disguise is not one of my skills. Okay, so I've got those used. Nikithi also has the hollow skin, which is basically negating all the negatives because of race or you know, different being <laughs> different skin color and weird, weird alien style. Um, yeah. And that that's gonna remain up basically until someone physically interacts with you. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty good as well. Kaz not really doing anything, but we can still make uh, a disguise check for you. Um, uh, do you have any Zlanti weapons, Drew, or just you have armor, uh, right? I, I'm, I have the Freebooter armor that I need to, to put on before we land. Grumble, okay. grumble, grumble. Um, and I was going to use uh, a Carrie Wynn's trident, but glamoured to look like an Zlanti weapon. I thought I was carrying that. I thought it made more sense yeah. for me to carry it. Never mind. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the ancient Aslanti artifact belongs to the lieutenant, don't you think? Well, it's not <laughs> yeah, going to look private. Like, but it's rank. not going to look <laughs> But we were going to glamour it so that it didn't already... look like an ancient Aslanti artifact, that it looked like just a standard rifle or whatever, because it um, might not. have stu- stood no, out. No, we did not glamour it because we no, decided it, it was a it was an Aslanti artifact. There's no reason to glamour it. You've got yeah. Bump Puzzle's gun, Kaz. Yeah. Uh, are, are you guys um, putting any binders on a bump puzzle or a win? Any manacles or, or ropes, tethers? Probably a good idea. I have a set of binders myself, so I will put those on. I'll go with win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. win should get the binders and then maybe just use rope to tie up bump puzzle. What? What if you Uh-oh. just said win? I'm going to put, uh, I'm gonna put binders on myself. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Calm down. Talking over each other. Miles. Uh, no, never mind. Oh, my God. Bert. I said, oh, no, no, I'm going to put binders on myself. You're not going to tie me up in a rope. Oh, okay. I didn't know you had binders. I didn't know you had binders, bud. I have like, oh, I have like, 10, I have like 10 sets of binders. I'm like ready to bind <laughs> them up. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I bought them at the beginning of the campaign. I was just, I was just like, I'm going to tie some fools up. I'm going to hog tie some as Lanty. I didn't think uh, I was going right. to tie myself up. So I'm just going to make a quick sleight of hand to try to put them on myself. Since everyone, no one else wants to put me in binders. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're you're Good you're actually putting yourself in in binders, yeah. Uh, and and these are like zip ties, right? The ones that you guys have, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, cool, cool. So those are fairly easy to uh, to if not break yourself out, you know, have someone trident them open in the uh, if need be. Uh, excellent, excellent. I've got some notes down here. I'm gonna make some rolls in secrets. A feature of Roll20, we, I, I don't often use, I like rolling everything in front of you, but where it says in the rules, Roll Secret, I, I like to take it. So I'm rolling 2d20. The first one's going to be an aid from a bump puzzle. The second one, the main main roll for a win. First going to do Talara, who's got, by my notes here, plus 12 bonus. So, Undisguise? Yes. 
between... is that on is is that on top of uh like a bump puzzle and wins you know uh bonus or is that total with their bonus uh no that that is not including their roll which i'm rolling now okay. in secret okay got a got a number here i'm gonna do the same thing for gas doesn't need a lot of help got a little bit of a bonus here from being a philanthropy. i need i need to keep these to have all the help it can <laughs> uh, let's see hopefully no one will get close to him just because of the the tech hound but uh, we should say this you know is also a disguise check to make you appear like specifically as Lanty soldiers. So maybe there's yeah. a little, maybe you don't have like the right haircut. Drew, these dice rolls will tell me if you do. I'm wearing a helmet. <laughs> How can you even tell? It's not a full, it's not a full face helmet. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, I, like I said, I assumed that uh, these other folks are going to expect to see your faces if you're uh, walking into the prison. A lot of, a lot of light armor doesn't have like helm, you know, it, it's not like heavy armor, full full metal full synthetic helmet it's well, it's light armor it's gonna be fine my bluff is plus zero my disguise is plus <laughs> zero but my diplomacy is plus five so this is gonna so, go great so, it's gonna go great so when we get caught maybe you can convince them not to kill us immediately uh great so i've, I've got the rules i've got them written down this is mainly if things go very bad i'm gonna make some opposed checks here to uh start sneaking through you but once again if if someone um uh takes the time and, and perhaps touches nikithi that hollow skin might go down that's that's almost eight points uh against your disguise right there it's like why are you slimy and smell like a slug uh <laughs> and, and uh, likewise for the uh disguise self if for some reason that goes down that's a plus 10 bonus out the window um Right. So, and as you guys get done, you know, applying the disguises and, and getting ready, the computer starts beeping that you are indeed almost in orbit around Golta. Uh, as you all bes- uh, begin your descent towards that side of the planet, in your sensors pop up the same image you've been staring at for like almost a week now. Uh, the series of, of dull gray domes almost camouflaged against the, the gray rock and soil of this airless moon connected by these very narrow corridors and spread out like a, a spider web over the, the surface of a, a massive crater in on the moon of Golta. Uh, very, very dimly lit by a distant star. This is, I, I think I said like six planet out. It's very far away, uh, orbiting one of these icy, rocky planets. The structure here is encircled by a series of um, docking bays, and you see uh, a couple of small hatches that iris open uh, and shut, and auxiliary landing bays, um, what looks like on like the, the inside uh, kind of, of this honeycomb. Um, some only suitable for what look like very small shuttles and uh, some for larger starships. Yeah, and as soon as you guys get within range, you are hailed from the prison. Looks like a holographic sensor kind of sending you a message. Uh, before we receive it, I'm going to cast Charming Veneer on everyone. Oh, yeah. Do get that, that every time you get a chance. Okay. Yeah, you do it before you get off the, you know, like, it's going to take, like, you know, 30 minutes to touch down, too. But you do that holographic transmitter, you're opening up the transmission. Yeah. So on the 
view screen uh, is in indeed an Aeon Guard uh, helmet, uh, very similar to yours, maybe like a, a, a Mark II, where yours is like a Mark III. Um, and uh, they say, uh, you know, uh, we have you on sensors, uh, transport vessel, uh, report to docking bay 6B, uh, your code for entry 785 Ultra 1. Acknowledge this transmission if you are receiving us. Acknowledged. Uh, they close it very quickly. <laughs> uh, it seemed fairly ho-hum, like the conversation. Very short, very curt. Um, as you guys get closer towards the, the planet, you can see the docking bay is fairly large. There's some bright lighting, um, some small steel walls around the outside of it, kind of shielding it from from the, uh, the surface, the glare of the, the surface here. Uh, it is... Um, Empty, minus maybe like a few, like empty crates uh, off to like a side, and some some cargo equipment, things like that. And yeah, you guys can put her down. Let me bring us to the map. We've been on Outpost Zed for like four episodes now. Finally, getting a new map. Zarb with us, right? What trip? We brought the Zarb with us, right? Yeah. Did yeah? Did we not make that clear? Zarb is our friend forever now, and. We've, we've gotten one. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. He is clean to the back of your vessel, just like chomped on. Like, <laughs> like He's back there. Uh, no, but uh, pretty easily, just out the view screen, as you guys touch down, uh, you indeed see what looks like uh, a few cameras in each of the corners of the, the docking bay. And on the south side here, what looks like an airlock, uh, one of those circular iris airlocks um, to to get into the facility. And this is, this is where we are. What do you guys want to do? Uh, uh, put on the binders and um, put on my best uh, beaten up prisoner face. In fact, I look over at Kaz and I say, Kaz, punch me real quick. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, like a non-lethal punch or? I mean, I mean, just, you got to make it look good. So just give me, just give me, just give me a punch. That's a natural 20. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> jokes yeah you can you can uh, just strike him if he's not not looking to get hit or are you just looking like for some love taps or you want some uh some damage here like i need like i need like a like a bloodied lip so okay okay, okay. so you can do uh, a non-lethal strike which is d3 plus your strength drew which what's your strength these days uh oh wait that's 3d3 excuse me uh <laughs> That's three D fours. Yeah, don't don't kill Bumfuzzle, please. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't do it right. Let me take another one. Uh, I don't. I, my strength bot is zero, so. Uh, okay, that's fine. I'll just take a. I'll just take a, a couple points of damage here. That's that's a one. Okay. So. All right. Great. You got it. All right. <laughs> just make sure. You, just make sure you take your helmet off first. Just a little <laughs> little love tap, right? So Talara is getting into character and and says, "Silence, prisoners." And um, also cast Charming Veneer on everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I actually love you guys. (laughs) I want to tell anyone. Uh, You get um, a a comm unit, uh, you know, kind of crackle to life uh, in the the ship's computer saying, uh, 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 prepare for inspection. Uh, There seems to be uh, what looks like in in armor and helmet, a, a Islanti. Um, guard outside the ship who's kind of like looking it over. Okay. Like, 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 do we know, do they mean inspect 
like just do a walkthrough of the entire ship or inspect us? What do you think they mean? I feel like they mean the entire ship. Uh, can I actually? Can I make a check to see which one they mean? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, uh, law enforcement pr- uh, procedures. <laughs> Is the docking bay law enforcement? Uh, it's a prison, so I feel like it's all all law enforcement. Everything's law enforcement. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, at the very least, someone should probably reply to them. You are in a docking bay where you know they like get transport of uh, of goods and things like that. So yeah, Talara would step forward and introduce herself. I'm oh, Lucian. It- oh, you're, I'm sorry. You're walking, walking out of your ship. Yeah, I'm walking out of the ship. And you've activated um, your your uh, voice mic. Yeah, of course. That's why I don't sound like Talara. I'm not all oh. sarcastic and stuff. Let, let's hear. Let's hear your Sharu. Um. Well, now you've thrown me off. All right. <laughs> I am Lieutenant Sharu. You are welcome to uh, investigate our ship as needed. But we do not come bearing goods. We come with prisoners bound for this prison. Uh. I'm. I'm sorry. You. you- don't have our supply transport? Is that is that what you're saying? I, I thought this was uh, a resupply. I thought we did have the supplies that we took from the relic. <sighs> nope. Uh, Talmarin took those off your ship. Yeah, we're trying to pretend like we're coming from Nakondas. Why mm. would uh, why would we have supplies for them if we're coming from Nakondas? I don't know. This guy seems to think he has supplies. Yes, this was a transport vi- vessel, but does not contain supplies. We were forced to take it as we had no other form of transportation. These hooligans cause us trouble on Nakondas. We are bringing them here for proper justice. Uh, this this guy looks uh, a little confused. You see on his his armor, it reads his name, I, Iovinus. And uh, he's like, I, I mean, I, I still have to do like a, a, a search of the, the, the vessel. You don't you don't have any of, of our goods that we, we we've been waiting on here. I know not what those goods would be. I only come bearing prisoners. Oh, well, I, I don't, that's above my pay grade, so I, I, I can't really help you there. But, uh, I mean, that that that's that seems a bit odd. Um, make me a bluff check. <laughs> All right. You are indeed, uh, yes, technically lying. <laughs> Talara, you need to lie better. <laughs> oh, no, I just... I d- that's a 28. Uh, right, so I'm not going to roll. Oh, actually, a 29 because of my uh, charming veneer. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not going to roll because I can't possibly beat that. Yeah. Uh, your, your your lie about transporting prisoners, he's like, I, I just can't do anything with that. So I, uh, I'm just here to uh, transport things and inspect cargo. Um, I, I guess you need to see someone higher up than me. We'll kind of step back into the, uh, kind of back towards the, the crates in the... Um, western side of the the docking bay. You're doing good work, comrade. Keep it up. And Lieutenant Sharu, I mean, Talara, walks toward (laughs) the entrance with her key card, her handy-dandy key card. Just a major Freudian slip here. (laughs) Just lets herself in. God, just call me Lieutenant Sharu from from here on out. (laughs) Oh, I'm escorting my prisoners, by the way. I call to my uh, cadets. Cadets, bring the prisoners forward. So Kaz steps behind Wynn and kind of pushes him forward. (laughs) What's your guys' marching order? You gotta make it look good. Yeah, I figure Lusharo should be up front. Uh, Nikithi will flank her with Idis and then our two prisoners and then Kaz in the back. Actually, maybe... Maybe you should be in the back, Nikithi. Uh, I'm way happier being in the back. Yes, let's do that. Let's swap. 
<laughs> okay. It's so more natural. I'm just well. I'm just thinking because they'll see me first, and they may not see Nikithi behind the giant bear to inspect him too closely. Cool. <clears throat> Uh, all right, so yeah, you guys can go through. There's a, a double airlock here. You'll have to squeeze into in bits. You see another camera kind of like pan over to you as soon as the, the door opens in, in this tight space here. Double airlock all the way across the bay. As you guys squeeze in, the, the door behind you closes to the disguised Phoenix's respite. And it is, um, you know, very quickly, a lot faster maybe than, than some packed uh, airlocks. It, it cycles the air into the room just like a, a huge, um, uh, like from the movie Aliens, you know, there's like uh, bursts of air all over the Nostradamus. It's just like a, a massive injection of air into this room. And then there's like a, a red light that flickers here, indicating that you guys are good to take off your helmet if need be. And the door opens and staring at you immediately on the other side, a fairly large room, but in the doorway is a trooper, is another Aeon Guard trooper, uh, a female guard in a very similar getup to what you have on right now, Talara. Um, she kind of uh, laconically you know, takes a, a hand off of her weapon and, and puts it forward. And um, they they have like a speaker that resonates through their helmets. And it's like security clearance is, is the, the voice that emanates out. Well met, comrade. I think she was asking for the clearance code. Is that yeah, I think she's actually- Oh, right. Yeah, I wrote that down. Card. Okay, do you just show her my card or do I need to give the 785 Ultra One? code is that what she's asking for um guessing that make me a culture check it's a 19 uh yeah she is just asking for the card you would look a fool if you give your docking (laughs) code oh my god okay uh yeah uh talara uh shows her the the card without Uh, hesitation she like taps it to her own comm unit and there's like a, a blue light that flickers she kind of looks at the screen for like 30 seconds kind of uh, reading it over and then switches to a a private channel that like only comes through the Aslanti Aeon Guard helmet and says uh, been out there for some time have you uh, Lieutenant Sharu? Yes we have just arrived from Nikondas where we apprehended these three packed mercenaries trying to make trouble for our star empire to uh, Two three mercenaries. mercenaries. Two mercenaries. I mean, two. Two. <laughs> Our plans have changed. Two. <laughs> pray, pray I don't change them further. It's <laughs> <laughs> all the time. <laughs> she kind of looks in the airlock and uh, steps back and allows you all to, to step forward and then gives oh, uh, the giant blue bear wearing, you know, her comrades like armor on top. You're still wearing that, right? Yeah. Uh, maybe. Did, did Win get to hear that thing. conversation between the two of them? No, no. This is private, private chat time. Uh, but as as you step forward, uh, uh, she does say directly to Talara again, and it's like uh, a big one, eh? Got got yourself uh, quite a haul. Indeed. Do you see how silly our armor looks on him? It's part of the reason I want to punish him. <laughs> Excellent. And next, I'm going to start juggling. <laughs> See, I have brought this giant tricycle. 
and yeah. spinning plates. <laughs> is there anything else you, you want to uh, say to her? She kind of is uh, is ready to wave you through. Um, no. Get while get I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, if she doesn't want more information, I'm not going to give it to her. She gives you, you know, as Lanty salutes, like a, a fist. She pounds against her uh, her right arm or left shoulder. And uh, not any kind of salute from a real life history, but is like definitely like a raised fist, you know, kind of crushing the Aslanti's enemies. Talara responds in kind. Oh, right. So you guys can continue down this hallway from the the docking bay. It's almost like 100 feet down before you reach a, a kind of entryway for the the first of the, the uh, many bubbles that uh, make up this section of the, the prison. Uh, you see, yep, yep, another camera here facing down the opposite end of this corridor. Um, and as you open the door here, do... Hold on, before we open the door, can we have Wynn kind of block the hallway here and let's hack this security camera and loop the footage, potentially? Uh, should, yeah. is, should we not? Is there a reason we shouldn't? It's uh, up to you I, if you want to try. There is, I mean, nobody that can really see you here. Now, doing this, if... Who's gonna try and try and hack it? I think that would have to be Nikithi, since he <laughs> is uh, the most. Do Do we want to do this yet? Like we're, we're yeah. Kinda... If we think it's unnecessary here in the kinda... hallway, we're kind of doing yeah. good right now. We're we're, we're in <laughs> like we got yeah. out of the docking bay, yeah. which is the thing that we have worried about for a week. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. No, we can we can keep going. I was just I, I saw an opening. It seems like a. Uh, uh, It'd be easy to do here, but if if we don't well, think it's necessary, I mean, we the can problem is well, if we loop this footage, is it going to matter to anything? Well, actually, instead of uh, besides just looping the footage, I was wondering, Patrick, if I were to tinker with this one, because like we have a moment here where nobody no, nobody sees us, we feel pretty co- we feel pretty comfortable. If I tinker with this a little bit here, would that give me kind of a a bonus later on if I were to try to have to tinker with uh, a different one? I mean, at the very least. I will tell you what the DC is, or if you succeed, you know what the the DC is. So I would put Wynn in the hallway, blocking the view of the other camera across the way, just in case. Right, right, right. So that one, I mean, it is a a pretty good distance away. So probably nothing that that one would see um, of here. But if you want to try and get Wynn to to block uh, this camera, um, moving up and like kind of out of the way of it um, will require a stealth check uh, from Nikithi. Nikithi, which, oh, well, which stealth like these days? Never mind, then we're just moving on. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, do, do you guys want to try it here? You, you got nope. It? nope. No, we can, okay. we can move on. Yeah, we can I mean, move on. I mean, just, just for, for future reference, uh, if, uh, if we can put me like directly underneath the camera, mm-hmm. um, I can, I mean, I can stealth over to the camera pretty well um yeah i mean if you want to do it as well that's that's a possibility and if if you want to if someone wants to try and aid uh <laughs> by blocking the camera uh like a giant blue bear um you can yeah. you can do that um do, do, do you want to try it just to just uh, test it right now I'm asking Rebecca. I'm specifically asking I mean, Rebecca. <laughs> the up. risk would be that we set off an alarm as soon as we get inside the place, right? So maybe yeah. we should just move on for now. Good. Um, and yeah. Good. Okay. But keep it in the back of your mind as something we can do. Okay. Yeah, let's do it when we're under fire. 
Uh, so open up the next area here. Move, goblin. Uh, yeah, just uh, just 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 for you and me, Drew. Um, I'm gonna be. Uh, do you want me in front of you, or do you want me to behind you? Uh, <laughs> I feel hmm, that's a great question. I don't know well, the answer. I, 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 would, I would say have him behind. Keep, uh, you, uh, keep, keep me in front so you can be like pushing me forward. Yeah, that's what, oh, oh, that's a good idea. That's yeah, what I so, so like, so like, whenever you move forward, I'll just move into the spot in front of you. Uh, right. So yeah. in, into this next room, you see a a small um, lobby uh, to the north. What looks like a a desk with a Islanti. Uh, guard behind it. This this room there. There's uh, rows of very uncomfortable looking chairs lining cold metallic walls. A a large uh, desk up here um, to the the north uh, with a a simple door um, behind it. Um, and there's also a door here leading to the east, uh, marked in Aslanti, you know, uh, personnel only. Um, are you guys heading up to the Aslanti here? Yeah, I will. Oh, oh, I, don't know, I don't know. Personnel only. We can walk over there. Feel like we can get some stuff? Oh, that's a bad. Uh, again, <laughs> let's stop. <laughs> the rest of our <laughs> so yeah, that door is technically out of view of the camera that is right over the Aslanti's desk. Um, there, are, there are a couple doors uh, behind the the guard. Um, one in Aslanti is you know marked. Uh, uh, visitation room and the one to the north is also you know marked prisoner intake Talar I'm guessing you're going up to the guard here yes um this this garden um I'll, I'll blow this up this is what the the guards here look like for town um they're they're wearing green armor it actually kind of looks fantasy like armor and because they do have a, a cape as well, um, but on his armor is his his name. It says uh, Luda Ludalulius. Oh my gosh! Please put that in a chat somewhere. Lue <laughs> Lue. <laughs> yeah. Um, the the Islanti names are uh, are something terrible. Else. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Ludilius. Come on, guys. Ludilius. Ludilius. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I didn't. Yeah, re- I, I didn't research his Lanty names before season two, but that's clearly Ludilius. <laughs> his, his friends call him Luda. Yeah, as as you walk up to him, you see he's got like a, a a computer, like kind of hardwired into the the desk. Uh, looks you over, gives you an Aslanti salute, and says, uh, "Lieutenant, welcome to Galta. Uh, how can I be of assistance?" Well met, comrade. We have just arrived from Nakondas and apprehended these two prisoners, whom I think might come in handy in negotiations with the prisoner Sedona. You know of her? Sedona? I, I'm sorry, it does not ring a bell. I'm. Are these compatriots? Uh, Sedona is the android that has been giving us so much trouble. There's, you know, a fairly blank expression on their face. I'm, they, uh, they apologize. They, they seem ignorant. Uh. <laughs> I assure you the upper management of this facility are definitely aware of Sedona and her importance to negotiations or her importance to our mission as the Star Star Empire. I seek to negotiate with her or further our interrogations, if you will, with the help of these prisoners as leverage, let's say. 
Where might I find an interrogation room in which I can conduct such interrogations? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry that the uh, I will not be able to help you with that. I'm just here for to, to send you to the, the, the right department. You, you say you have prisoners, plural? Two. Oh, OK. Well, uh, I, I'm sorry. We, we were given no notification. We've not made accommodations. Uh, Selbach J is nearly full. Uh, I believe there is only a single chamber left for prisoners here. Perhaps uh, we can uh, route one of them to, to a, a different wing of the prison. Yes, eventually, but I think we have time for that. First, I need to find, I need to seek audience with Sedona. As I said, um, prisoners like that, you're going to have to talk to the warden. Uh, Perhaps that is above my my clearance. Um, uh, He he does some like typing in his computer and is like, uh, there, there is no Sedona here. I'm sorry, did you say it was an android? It is an android. It. Right, so maybe is not held with the, the general population. But yeah, no no record of a, a Sedona that I can see. But uh, yes, yeah, so I, I can I can try and, and help you here. Two prisoners, oh boy. Go ahead and, uh, well, it's up to you. How do you want to deal with this guy? You can, can try and bluff him here where you can... <sighs> You can berate, and uh, uh, it does seem you're going down the route of perhaps saying it is above his uh, his uh, clearance level. That would be a, you can intimidate him if you'd like. Yeah, I'll pull rank and intimidate. Yeah, I should mention, because he asked for like paperwork. He has like no notification of a, a prisoner transfer. So he's, he's grasping at straws here on how to admit a giant bear and a small goblin. Yeah, I think Talara would, would pull rank and, and say something like, um, how dare you question a, a superior officer? Oh, intimidate. Oh, dear. That's a 14. <laughs> uh, 15 with Charming Veneer, right? 15? 15? Oh, <laughs> no. uh, that's a bad one. <sighs> uh, hang on, hang on. Let me see if I can assist, because I have Intimidate. Yeah, he's like uh, about ready to uh, to like get on his comm unit. Um, Did I use my well, reroll? Seriously? I mean, no, but, well, see, if Win can Win even assist because he's a prisoner right now? Oh, I, I would no. not have him assist no. whatsoever. No. That would be more, that would be, that would make it worse, I think. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, I have a plus six to intimidate, so it's possible that I could help and stay in character. Yeah. Oh, dice don't fail me now. Dice oh, fail me. Say. Oh, maybe a... If it makes you feel better, uh, that would still not be enough, Drew. <laughs> I'm doing the math here. Yeah, no, I got that, Patrick. Thank you. Well, even if you had succeeded, uh, I'm realizing not gonna be enough. Uh, he, yeah, picks up uh, a comm unit like to his side and is like, I'm, I'm going to have to call this in uh, to the warden. Two prisoners. I, I'm sorry. I just don't know if I can, if I can do this. Dials in and says very clearly, uh, kind of locking gaze with you, Rebecca. Yes, hello? I, 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 I need some help here at the, the front desk. Uh, is, is the warden available? Uh, could you please uh, tell her that to be continued? Oh, oh my god. Come on. Hail Biter! Weak. Oh yeah, so easy to get your way into this prison. You're stopped at the front door. Uh, I, don't, I mean, this is this is a setback, but it's not too bad. I, you know, yeah, no, I mean, I mean, it's, I mean, there's, there's nothing to suggest anything necessarily weird yet. 
to these we are doing yeah i mean we are doing something unusual but uh if the warden i mean you know this guy is just it's like i said this guy's just a a nobody Mm. uh, but the warden might know of uh of what kind of so more about this android sedona and it might you know click with them a little bit better despite how unorthodox everything is Mm. meanwhile i think kaz is going to direct everybody else over here to this door that we haven't gone into that that, that cameras around it oh my god and then there'll be five guys who shoot you dead and we can move on drew there's nothing stopping you from doing it yourself next week though because we're done playing (laughs) there is i I mean uh, you guys can see how much of the map we've been through so far. There is a lot more (laughs) to this map. It is as large as the Outpost Z map. Lots of of things to discover. Mm. Um, And you guys have options. We'll talk about them next week (laughs) as we get back into the prison moon of Galta. I'm excited. Yeah, no, you guys have laid some great plans. And I'm not going to lie, there's multiple ways for them to go wrong. It says in this AP, they've only got Beds for one prisoner. We got a we got a hink in the plan. We'll see how you deal with it next time. Uh, that's gonna do it for us, everyone. Thanks. Pew, 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 pew. Thanks you folks for for playing with me. Thank, thank you. you, everyone listening. Thanks for showing up this week. You're not gonna want to miss next week because it gets wackier from here. And uh, have a great week. Have a great week. Have a good week. Bye. See you next time. Dun, dun.